Welcome to another edition of the Message of the Month with United First Financial. I'm Todd Skousen, and today we will be talking to Bill and Sherry Annan from Brush, Colorado. Bill and Sherry had a tremendous month in personal sales this past month, and they have been doing very, very well in the last several months. And so um, they're our guests today, and we appreciate both of you uh, taking some time to speak with me. Hey, it's good to be here. Well, I've, uh, you know, I, I watch the charts very closely. I know that both of you have been having tremendous success in personal sales, and so we wanted to talk today about your success and what you're doing. But before we do that, why don't you kind of tell us how you got into you first, how long you've been in, and kind of where you're at there, and then we'll get into some other of the specifics. We got into you first a little over a year ago. Uh, best man at our wedding, hadn't heard from him for a while, called him up and, and finally found him, and and he kind of told us what he was doing, Pat Oliarnik, and he, he got us into this, and we got on the program, and it took us a little while to get going. It was a learning process, and Sherry was very good about studying the banks and, and getting that all underway because I think that's one of the most important things is understanding the bank skills and telling people how, the, how they can use those things, and I think that was very important. So it's been a little over a year, and... We are sure excited that uh, he showed it to us. So you started using the program first? Actually, it was right about the same time. Um, when we saw how it worked and we were impressed for our own selves, but then also right away could see the benefit for other people and, and thought we wanted to, to show it to others. We thought we'd start small. Initially, we didn't have any big aspirations. We just thought a few friends and family, but it rapidly went way beyond that. And when we saw the potential, we we worked really hard at it since then to to make it bigger than that. We we went we decided pretty quickly that we wanted to to show it to a lot of people. You know, Sherry, that's exactly the way it should happen, right? I mean, you you get excited about it and you start using it and believing it, and that's the best time to share the opportunity with others. And and uh, so that that's that's wonderful. Well, tell us uh, first of all, how do you how do you prospect? How do you find new people? And uh, and then kind of go into the sales process and how you close because I mean you've been phenomenal in the personal sales arena, arena which is hard to do and so uh, I think you can add a lot of value to those who are listening to this today. I think for prospecting the first thing is you have to I know everybody repeats it all the time but you really do need to be on the program if you can because that's where you get the passion. It's hard to approach people initially. You might get a no nobody likes to get told no it's really easy to get pushed down from that but the more you're on it yourself and you see oh my gosh this is wonderful you get that drive and that that belief that these people need to know that they deserve to know that I'm doing a favor by showing them that so I think that's part of it and you just have to make yourself approach the people and you get over that event initially um, eventually we um, actually are on vacation right now in Vermont and we were in a tourist spot and I just showed one of the guys in the little presentations, talked to him about you first because it just seemed like an opportune time. So you don't have to know the people well. In fact, I think you do better sometimes if you try to do people too close to you, friends and family actually are harder. So you just need to have it in the front of your mind all the time so that any time you see someone, they're a potential client or prospect for an agent and you want to talk to them um, and get over that initial initial fear. You also have to not – well, we, we set small goals actually initially, and we would make them, and then we would make bigger goals. I think if you make your goals too big initially, I mean, it's okay to look at being branch manager, but if you – and that's a good thing, but we set little goals first to get there. And so our, 
our main goal was to be branch manager, but we set small goals first to try to meet. And when you can meet them, then you feel like you're being successful and you move on from there. Um, also, don't quit. Um, you know, you show it to a lot of people in the beginning. I think we probably sold it to one out of five or six that we showed it to. And um, it could easily, you could easily get kind of beat down by that. But again, as long as you have a really good feeling and you know what you're doing, you just got to keep showing it. And you can't just show it a couple times and wait to see what happens. You need to set your goal of I'm going to show it X number of times a week. And that's what you do. And you keep approaching people and making calls until you get to that point. That is wonderful advice. You set goals, you don't quit. Now let's say you've got someone and you're in the presentation. What are the, some of the things that you've been doing to uh, really uh, you know, close the business and get people going on it? I, and I think this has been where our success has, has come from is in our presentation now. Um, you know, a year ago, like I said, we'd get one out of five or six, and now we consistently have um, 50% and sometimes higher in the amount that we close. Um, we've used a combination. We can't take credit for the whole thing by any means. Um, we've used a combination of different people's um, presentations and added some things of our own. Um, we've talked to Eddie Waibara. He's helped us a lot. A lot of what we were doing is what Dustin Nape is doing, but again, we've picked up a few extra hints from him, um, George Veronis, and then we have added a lot of things of our own. Um, a couple of branch managers the other day asked me asked to me to tell them what I was doing, and so they came over and we spent a few hours. And, and many of the things that I was doing, they said they'd never heard of before. So I think we've kind of added quite a few of our own things also along the way. But um, here are some that um, I think. You know, sometimes you're not real sure why it's being successful and you just keep doing what you're doing. But these are some of the things that I think have we fine-tuned to make it work really well for us. Um, we usually do one visit. Um, I know a lot of people don't, and you need to do what's comfortable for you. But we do one visit. Um, we may end up coming back a second time because they want to think about it. But we get all the information in usually in the first visit. Um, and a fair amount of the time we close them right then, especially with this credit card thing. That's That's has really been helpful because while they're excited, you can just put it right through. And a fair amount we close right then. The ones that want to think about it, then we try to set up a time to either call them back or come back again. Uh, but they've got pretty much all their information, the analysis, the demo, and everything at that first first visit. Um, now here's the things that I think are maybe the major points that are making our um, presentation successful. This won't be a lot of detail, obviously, but First thing when I come in is I tell them I'm there to educate them and I make sure I use the word educate because I think when you come in, people think um, you're going to sell them something and they kind of put up a little shield. And so I try to, besides building some rapport, I just tell them I'm here to educate you. That's why we're here. I want to educate you in the program and how it works and potentially what it can do for you. And um, that's all I'm here for tonight. So I think they kind of get at ease over that. The next thing I think that makes it successful is the questions. Um, and this is something that's a, a skill you have to kind of learn and really practice and get out there and just do it and make mistakes. But the more questions you can ask all through the presentation that they can answer that are you're leading them to what you want them to agree to, which is the sale in the long run. But your initial questions, they need to realize they have a problem. You can have somebody who's 55 and has a 30-year mortgage, and they've never added those two numbers together and realized, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be 85. So. My first question to them is, how can I help you? And then you just listen. You don't say a word. And if they don't talk, you wait a minute and you make them start to talk so that you can hear what's important to them. Um, you want to ask them questions like, um, 
you know, where are you at financially? Are you happy with where you're at? Is your debt affecting your lifestyle? How old are you going to be when you retire? Will your income go up or down when you retire? Things like that that make them start thinking of their issues that they have. And then with more questions, you're going to lead them into, okay, if that occurs and continues as it is, what's going to happen? Are you going to be able to retire when you want to? Um, are you going to have troubles down the road if you don't take care of this debt? But you're asking them questions and they're answering it. You can tell them all day long, oh, my gosh, you're 50 and you're going to be 80 when you pay off your mortgage. It's not going to have near the impact as if they verbalize it themselves because you've asked them questions. So the questions in the beginning, I think, are um, really critical. Um, we had a realtor the other day who had absolutely no interest, really, in paying off their debt. When I asked him, how can I help you, he said, I'm stable financially. I don't feel I have too much debt, but um, he likes to invest everything he has. So you don't want to argue with that or make them think they're going to have to change that. And I said, that's great. That's wonderful you invest. Now, what if you could still be investing and you could pay off your home and your debt in as little as a third to a half of the time? Would that be of interest to you? Well, yes, he said, then that would be. Now, what if in, say, 15 years you might have um, you've freed up the $2,000 you're paying in interest. And you want to figure that out ahead of time. How much are they paying in interest? The $3,800 you're paying a month in mortgage debt. Would that be a benefit of you to have that to invest some more? Well, yeah, it would. So you, you lead them into what's important to them and make them answer the questions that it would be helpful. Um, the next thing I think is that you have to cover the objections without saying you're covering objections, but all through the program, the whole presentation, all the questions you're asking are getting them over the objections they might have so that they never really have them in the, in the end. If the $3,500 fee, I think, can be a big objection, and the way we handle that, I think, is um, a big help because you can watch their body language. And it used to be I would see their body language change into more of a negative posture once they heard what it was going to cost. And now, usually, they're still sitting up straight. They're still leaning forward. They've still got that interest. And I just talked to them about, I'll say, here's your amount you're going to um, save, and you're going to pay it off in X number of years. And I'll say, now, I've put you in debt $3,500 more here. I've included the cost of the program here, so they know right off the bat. Now, if they were going to have to make payments because they don't have room on their credit cards, I know this by now, and I say, but that's okay, we're making payments, and this is how I put it in there for you. But they know that, that what those results are what they're getting, even though we've paid for the program, which is 3500 And then I obviously go quickly into explaining what they get for that, um, you know, the updates, the, um, that you have it used forever. The using forever, I relate back to their questions. You know, if there's somebody who likes to invest or likes to buy property or whatever, those um, that you can use it forever, you want to relate to them. Some say, well, I don't, ha I, don't, I don't need a car now. I'm fine. Well, you ask them, will you be buying a car down the road? Well, yeah, probably. Well, you can use it then. Do you think you might move? Because that's a, um, an objection they may have. You know, I'm going to move. Do you think you might be moving? Yes. Well, great. You can use this down the road when that happens. So you cover that. You cover the fact that, fact that they have customer support so they know what they're getting for it. And then the next question is, um, they know the value now, but you also are going to say, the interest that you're paying to the bank there, if you pay that to the bank, is that an expense or an investment? And they'll say an expense. I said, now, if you put money in your 401K, is that an expense or investment? Well, that's an investment. Okay, have you ever refinanced? Most of them have. If they haven't, you can just say, when you did finance your home, what did you pay in closing costs? Usually three to 5000 Did you pay it out of your pocket or put it, pay it out of the bank? Um, well, no, we paid it out of the loan. Okay. And um, so you really paid double for it because of the interest. For those closing costs, an expense or an investment? 
you just see the light come on in their eyes. They go, oh, that was an expense. But now for $3,500, you are going to cut off 12 years, pay it off in eight years, save $75,000 in interest. Is that $3,500 an expense or an investment? And you can almost just see the relief on their faces going, oh, that's an investment. And so um, I think that's another big um, thing. And the fourth thing is when you go over the analysis and the demo, all the things they said in the, in the beginning that were important answers to the questions, you now relate that. Would this uh, make you feel better about your debt? Would it relieve some stress? How do you see this helping you? And let them kind of come out with that. Um, with the demo, I used our story and some things that we've used with the program to make better buying decisions that we couldn't have done regularly. Um, I show them how simple it is. Um, I relate the changes I make in it to them. Have you had expenses this month that you didn't plan on? Have you had um, do, do your paychecks vary? So any objections they might have of, well, my paycheck varies, or I have a lot of extra expenses, you're covering that by showing them how the program reacts and how it will work for them anyway without specifically saying it. They just see that. Would you have sent extra to your debt if you'd had a smaller paycheck than normal? Well, no. Well, look, this program and this sample is being able to do that that for you. And the last thing on that is, is I have something that I haven't seen anybody else do, but if you go into the concentration and it says automatic, and you say, now, if anybody ever thinks they can do this themselves, um, what if we, we decided that we thought it was more important to pay, say, the auto loan off? So we changed in the preferences the focus of it to the auto loan. And depending on what else you've done, it's going to change the amount of interest paid by 1000 to $5,000 more. And what I'll say then is when they see that change, it's because they thought the auto loan was more important and it just added on $2,000 of interest that they're going to pay, I'll say, now, in real life, if you didn't have this program, would you even know if you made the right decision? And they say no. They say, well, um, how many of those bad decisions do you think you'd make in, a lot, in the next 10 years? Well, probably quite a few. Well, if you made just two of those mistakes, you've more than paid for the program. And again, you can just see the light really come on in their eyes. So I think those are some key things that I think are helping our program that's kind of quick and not very detailed. but That's fantastic information. And I just want to um, summarize some of these points just so we have everyone clear who's listening. But that, uh, first of all, um, you need to be on the program. I think our most successful agents are on the program, and Bill and Sherry are. Um, they set goals. They don't quick. And then they follow a system. They follow the same system every time. Um, they do one visit or two, they get info, um, the analysis is key to the system. Um, they go from an education perspective, um, they, uh, they, they have these questions and they learn and they practice the questions. Um, they include overcoming the objections during the presentation because we all know there's about six of them and we need to get good at overcoming those objections and then use the demo uh, for the close by uh, giving uh, real anecdotal evidence. So. You have, you have exactly followed the system that, uh, you know, we hope everyone adopts. It's just, uh, you know, getting a comfort zone and practicing a little bit and getting good at it and getting some confidence. Hey, very good. Sherry's good about uh, checking the next week ahead, too. She always says, Bill, we got one night available that's open. You've got to get it filled. So she's good about pushing and getting the, getting the time filled. Wonderful. Well, thanks to both of you for your time. You added a lot of value to uh, – to the call and, and I appreciate it and, and you're going to help a lot of agents. So continue to do what you're doing and uh, we'll see you at the next event. Hey, we're going to be there. We thank you for your time and uh, we sure enjoy this company and it's going to be in our life forever. All right. Have a wonderful day.